Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael and Moscow White with you on the weekly show 252. TSB Plus, if you're not yet a subscriber, you want our full package, have a look at that. All the digital copies of the mag, podcasts ad free, priority access to the match ball, merchandise discounts. And this week we've got on the extra ball, which is the uh, subscriber only podcast, we've got a debrief of Calvin's ad appearance because he's in the JD ad isn't he? And we are not just looking at that, but other famous Leeds United adv- advertising appearances such as... Trezor Candle, we've yep. got Ken Bates. Yeah, can we hear from Ken? Just a little sample of that. I've got the clip lined up. Very <laughs> now, UK. I'm looking at the... absolutely free. I do doors as well. It was in Ken's slightly younger days, so yeah. it's not quite as... He had more vim and vigour, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So. The, uh, the the thirty second advert time length has been adhered to, and uh, we're kicking off the first in an occasional series this week on the extra ball of LUFC bastards because Steve Morrison, as we are about to learn in this show, has been appointed Cardiff manager. So um, we're going to dissect him in the metaphorical sense, aren't we? So look out for that on the extra ball. Full details at the squareball.net forward slash plus. Let's do the roundup then of all the stuff that's been happening during the international week from a Leeds United point of view. Calvin Phillips, more successful outings for England. Struggled against San Marino, obviously, etc. Did you watch that? I did, yeah. I mean, the first half I was kind of watching whilst getting kids to bed and stuff. But I mean, what a fucking waste of time, <laughs> basically. There's just no. They wasted everyone's time, aren't they, San Marino? I'm glad we. I'm glad we absolutely destroyed them because they deserve it for for making people go over there to beat them. Mm, I'm fairly sure you know when England played them and they conceded that goal inside seven seconds. San Marino used to play like in a sort of a, a turquoisey kit. Mm, they did, and yet they were playing in some sort. It looked like some sort of school tribute. It's Macron, isn't it? I yeah. noticed as well. Like, yeah, but it had some funk around the collar. I could have googled it to find out why, but I'm sure Moscow's doing that now. I'd love to. I mean, <laughs> San Marino. Except I spelt it San Marion. Who is she? San Marino kit history. This could be fascinating. Well, stuff. while you look for that, England have now qualified for the Qatar World Cup. Spain are there as well. Rodrigo back. In the bosom, under the bosom, under the wing. Under the bosom well, sounds sweaty. Yeah. Uh, it might have been sweaty. He was probably running around a fair bit. Mm. That's what he does. Uh, but he came off the bench, didn't he, when they beat, they beat Sweden. Uh, Rafa played against Colombia for Brazil. So they're playing Argentina. When's that? Tonight? That's as we, tonight, as we right. record. I think it's like midnight or half 11 or something. So might be worth staying up for. Brazil-Argentina is always worth watching, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is. A lively, a lively game. But I think... Brazil, they might have officially qualified with the win over Colombia, but I think they already had ages ago because they'd won pretty much every game and five teams qualify. I can um, tell you about well, San Marino's kits. So why did they go from Sky Blue or whatever it was to um, Mad Shit? It's this year. Right. It's an anniversary because... Marking some great moments in their football history. Well, their his, uh, historical flag 
from 1465 until 1797 was those colours. Right. So they've used those colours for a anniversary shirt. I don't know what the anniversary is. Oh, it's their uh, 90th anniversary, I assume, like the San Marino FA. So yeah, it's inspired by their um, their flag from the 16th It reminds century. me of uh, sort of uh, one of those kits from North America during the Nazal era. I mean, it's nice. Do you want the San Marino football quiz? Yeah, go, go ahead. How many games have they ever won in qualifying? None. Correct. How many games have they won ever? Mm, one. One. They did. They, they, they managed to win a friendly. So. Did they beat Luxembourg? It was... Uh, a blow against Lich- the Benelux. Liechtenstein. Different. Mm, but um, I know that much. Imagine all that. I mean, we've had some bad times being Leeds fans, haven't we? But Christ. Yeah, I mean, I saw a nice tweet. It was uh, somebody talking about this. He said he used to knock about in Spain's sixth tier and he uh, had a teammate in his team, that's how that works, who played for the Andorra national side mm. and they drew England, I think it was in the 2008 qualifiers for the, yeah, it'd be the Euros, wouldn't it? He said, and just, they absolutely loved it. It's like, it's like, be great. It's, I feel like the luckiest man on earth because I get to play against, like, you know, it was like Lampard and Gerard and stuff in midfield and probably was better than them. <laughs> I mean, I watched a bit of it last night and there was a moment where they looked like they had a dangerous break, but you realise the man couldn't run and didn't have any idea of how to get past Tyrone Mings, who is like, not great. Mm. But he just he just looked at him and went, oh, there's just no chances there. Just, said, and he just basically gave him the ball. said that to my mate Ben last night when we were messaging back and forth, because he's generally sort of rugby orientated, but he said, uh, this is a bit daft in the old kickball, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is. I said, we could probably play for San Marino and make a decent, decent-ish fist of it. I've... I've I think I've suggested this before. Uh, give one space to a raffle. Just let someone play fullback or in net. You could have you could have someone in net, couldn't you? Wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, you, might, you might lose. You know. So I used to play in net back 10-1. when I, back when I was, a, I was a younger man. I reckon I, I could I could pick that ball out ten times easy. So I could do anyway. But to Scotland, by the way, Cooper started for Scotland when they beat Moldova, and then he assisted against Denmark. But that was a header, wasn't it? I think back across mm. goal against angry Casper. Mm. Was he unhappy? He did get booked. Did he for, really? Um, disputing a corner award. What a strange thing to be booked for. What a waste. I mean, you're talking about San Marino being a waste of time. What a waste of time getting booked for disputing a corner. It's never going to add up to a suspension, is it? It's almost, if you're a goalkeeper, you can just get away with like one flagrant piece of disgusting dissent every <laughs> game until you take it to the limit of the disciplinary points. Because And then you can stop because you can probably control. You might get unlucky if you uh, bring somebody down, but then you probably get a suspension anyway. You either get sent off, don't you? If you commit a foul as a referee, you don't, uh, as a goalkeeper. I think if a referee commits a foul, that's probably a straight ban. <laughs> but um, a goalkeeper, it's normally a red card offence if they're doing anything foul. So you may as well rack up the bookings, just call the referee what you want, walking out on the pitch. You, you, oh, book me, fine. See you at the end of the game. Not not asked. Um, Clicky got booked, playing for Poland. I saw the tweet about that and uh, happily ran it through Google Translate and learned that he'd been booked presumably for upsetting somebody. I don't know, but he played in a win against Andorra and then they lost to Hungary at home, but they've got the playoff spot in England's group, haven't they now? So We've, we've glossed over Scotland too quickly. Liam Cooper might be going to a World Cup. It's kind of impressive. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Yeah, but we've got the lads in Qatar, great bunch of lads that they are, mm. are going to be going to a World Cup as well. So I wouldn't necessarily take it as you know any sort of, it's not a merit-based... Um, Liam's had to qualify though, rather than a yeah. corrupt voting system. So Speaking he's, of- he's had to work a little bit harder for it. I've I've just dug out the stat because you made me think of it when um, discussing goalkeepers getting booked. You see, Askelainen obviously worked under mm. Sam Allardyce for a long time. Committed only seven fouls in his 436 game career. Somehow managed to collect four straight red cards and 24 bookings. 
He was an absolute titan of the game. I wonder if uh, like the Wolves keeper must be in a certain amount of jeopardy for bookings, given how mm. much they cheat and dive and waste time and spoil and stuff. But anyway, I suppose that's it. You can't get a booking for descent straight away if you're playing for Wolves or an Allardyce team because you need to store it up for the time-wasting one mm. later on. But I don't know if Denmark particularly time waste Casper Casper Schmeichel probably sees it as like a stain on his character if somebody asks him to time oh no I couldn't I couldn't possibly I'm the son of Peter Schmeichel well he wouldn't he wouldn't go that far but you're right you're right absolutely on Scotland shouldn't have glossed over it because I look forward to seeing a bunch of Scotsmen trotting round losing the playoffs in, well either that is the likelier outcome or just dicking about in the desert even in winter that's not got a happy outcome has it they're seeded in the playoffs though aren't they so they're mm-hmm. to get some kind of soft touch team you get a there's a a single-legged semi-final, isn't there? I think is the way it works. Oh, is that right? And then you get to a final. So I think you get a you guaranteed a home draw in the semi-final. I think I've, I've not looked into it because England have qualified. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I was like, oh well. I'm, I'm England, all right, England, England had qualified the minute that draw was made. Really, hadn't they? I mean, you don't mm. want to assume too much, but you know, you look at that and you think, well, they're going to do, aren't they? Yeah. On balance, anyway. Um, I mean, again, in a group with Poland, in it, they're all Lewandowski, right. click. Yeah, we should still be beating them. Really. Matty Cash. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. And well, but I, I genuinely get more interest in following the other Leeds players in other nations, like Stuart Dallas. I'm quite invested in the fortunes of Northern Ireland because they're on that cusp of just sort of almost quite making it, and you know, it's it's playoff territory, isn't it? But not, you know, this, not this time particularly. They've not yeah. done not done so well, but they have been in recent years, haven't they? Um, and I mean, mind you, they did great against Italy. Draw against Italy the the, the wall in goal. Mm, yes, did you it, see his saves, Moscow. Uh, no, I made some good saves. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I really assume watching together a video compilation. Or I think they would already have been done, and I assumed that the video highlights of Peacock Farrell would just be like, I didn't have half an hour this morning to watch every magnificent save. Mm. So, um, but I'm, you know, prepared to congratulate him on a, a game well done. Is that right? I and mean, it says here I didn't watch it, but did Dallas play right wing back? Because you know mm. we know positions are only notional for Stu. He did. He had, a, he, had, he had a bit of a half chance as well against Italy. Could have been the hero, but just mm. dragged it wide. Real heroes, Gianni and uh, Ilan Melier. Yes, yeah, real we'll... weirdos, more like. <laughs> <laughs> We've said that before, though. I quite like the, the weirdo element to the Leeds United squad. It's kind of it's quietly sort of dissipating now, isn't it? Because we're the, we're breaking up the promotion squad bit by bit. But you know, Gianni, I think obviously a bit of a character. But then Ilan Melier, he's, he's just got that little bit of a quirkiness about him. And Melier is a young man as well. He's probably not felt quite the authority to to put his full weirdness into the dressing room yet. Mm. I think as he as he grows like well, not grows see. physically, because well he might. Mm. You never know, dear, but he's big enough. But as he grows into the you know, a key senior player, I feel like his weirdness can really keep I, I, I do want him to grow, but round, not up. What like a Neville Southall situation. Yeah, I mean well just because it's circumference, I bet I could get you could get your hands round him, I think. <laughs> well Johnny tried, didn't mm. he? he? I'd did. like to see Melier sniffing Rafinha's hair. And see how far that gets him. <laughs> um, we know about the Qatar World Cup dates now, by the way. The schedule's been revealed, hasn't it? So 21st of November to the 18th of December. Now, I think it'll, it'll be fun watching England go out just before Christmas because it'll make for some fun parties and things where we could have some drinks. See, I just saw this and just thought, oh, is this really happening? Like, yeah. this is it's bollocks, isn't it? But It's so shit. We've got to try and make the best of it. Have we? I'd rather we didn't bother. Like all the stadiums are like within forty minutes of one another, aren't they? Because like Qatar is tiny, mm. and no one lives there. Yeah, and yet they've got a World Cup. Yeah, how did that happen? Mm. Mm. How did it happen? A great bunch of lads. But it's, I, it's... I would prefer to cancel the whole thing, especially after. I mean, this is two different ones. One because of all the migrant workers who've died. Two, it's very inconvenient for the football calendar. But um, after 
the COVID interruptions and the way that messed about last season's dates. So we had the late start in the middle of September and finished in May. And then this season, the first half of this season is all the international breaks constantly to catch up with the international games that weren't played due to COVID. And then you think, oh, you know, this is finally when the players get back against Spurs this weekend. We just have a run of games. Brilliant. And then knowing that this is on the horizon, where it's like, oh, the game, the, in the, um, the it's, it's actually, it's actually this, like this week next year, isn't it? I've just realised, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And the last thing you want this time next year is a World Cup. And there'll, there'll be the big gap before it starts as well. And, and isn't the, uh, the championship is having to start in July to accommodate this thing. It's all just shove it up the arse. And Arsene Wenger <laughs> wants to do it twice a year. Twice a year, I think it's every two twice years. Twice a year. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's the next logical step. My understanding of the word biennial is uh, um, wrong. <laughs> every two years, twice as often. Um, and he can shove that up his ass as well. Bielsa will hate this as well because he hates the number of games you have to play. He thinks there's too much money in football and we're having to move everyone's games around to accommodate a World Cup in fucking Qatar. I, mean, there is, I, I can imagine he's... He's got a genuine point when you think about it. Having a, a full month step down from football for the players who are not going to the tournament, what do you do with them? Because you're essentially putting them back into almost like a pre-season, aren't you? Again, mm. like three or four months into the season, which is stupid. And then you're going to be cramming games in thick and fast before and after it to make sure you can get all the games played. Because this, the season's still ending on 28th of May, so it's not actually... They're not adding a full month on the end of the season, mm. it doesn't seem. So, so, so like there's a couple of weeks maybe. So there's that? a bit of compression yeah. there. The FA Cup final's probably on the 3rd of March or something daft. To accommodate, or in like the middle of July, it just all needs to piss. So I'd rather we've qualified and just didn't bother going. Yeah, <laughs> even though made this the is, point. Even well, though, even though England, well, I don't know, England have got a reasonable chance. Actually, we're quite a good side now. Mm. I feel like we've more probably than more so than ever. I feel like mm. we actually would have a reasonable chance of doing well in it and and reaching a final. But we should just not bother. Just yeah. send a joke team. Everyone should just send a load of non-league players along. <laughs> Make it make it the shittest World Cup. Ever. Completely devalue it for the yeah. sponsors. I want to make it a dreadful, dreadful World Cup. Send me. <laughs> I, I'm against going as a fan, but I would I'd go as a player. <laughs> I mean, we, I think we need a leader like you in the dressing room. That's that's what they need. Get kick on that it, plane, kicking it hard. Yeah, kicking it in the goal like they did against San Marino. Yeah, they did that a lot. They did. Mm. They did and hard. Although I think it was quite easy mm. in comparison. To, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it looked. It did look fairly fairly easy for them. Um, back to domestic matters then, and we've seen a few changes in the in the Premier League. We were saying going into the international break that everyone lost their shit. Gerard Tavilla, what do you think about that? They're just they're just holding him out on the, and he just wants to do well enough there that he can get the Liverpool job. I mean, it will be genuinely interesting to see if he can get a tune out of what is quite an expensive side there, and whether he can sort of bolster his own reputation because there is always that question mark of, well, it's only Scotland, you know. Mm. When... I mean, fellow fellow has said that the club were quite keen on Gerard. Like, you know, when the kind of scoping out mm. potential Bielsa long-term replacements, they were quite keen on him. So it'd be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. Um, and but the, yeah, I can't, I, I wonder how, how well he'll have to do to get the Liverpool job after Klopp because there'd be such a strong emotional pull there that even if he gets Villa to like 10th, there'll be people going, well, I just, we I could, don't we think, we could take him even though he's not got any real it's like, for it. it's like Bielsa with Leeds. It, it's such a poison chalice because you're replacing such a, a brilliant character and someone who's universally loved. You wouldn't want to go into Liverpool after Klopp, would you, unless you were proper elite level yourself? Because you're on a hide into nothing because you're never going to hit those same heights. It's Gerard, though. They'll want him, won't they? The storyline is set up perfectly, though, for the, the scum plot where Klopp goes and they bring in somebody Eddie Howe-ish. I suppose he's already gone to Newcastle, but somebody kind of 
up and coming, maybe somebody's, you know, impressing in the championship or, or, or another German coach. They get somebody who's kind of got a good reputation, like a Moyes, and it's a disaster. And then they flounder around for a little bit. And then Steven Gerrard comes in as the Oli Solskjaer, who's going to save it all, the hero of everything, you know, the guy who who won the league for them. Yeah, it needs, to, oh, get no, wor- it needs, happened, to, get, it needs it? to get worse before it can get better, yeah. But then he won't make it any better. He'll yeah. just end up as a lame duck like um, like Solskjaer. The other, well, a the bit other... like Sunes did, I suppose, back in the day when he when he came in and from Rangers, in fact. Was he was he Rangers manager first? Possibly, yes, he was. Yeah, and then he went there and didn't particularly do anything. Well, he had a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that counts as a footballing achievement. That was his main, uh, his main contribution. I mean, to be honest, Moscow, I, I could play football and I'd probably have a heart attack. So yeah. it's no great. So it's up there. But um, it's interesting with Gerard because it's a guy, I think it's he's Michael Beal, Ian's brother, mm. who's the um, one of the coaches who kind of does a lot of the stuff on the training ground. And obviously Gary McAllister is his, was his assistant at the Rangers and is now going to be his assistant at Aston Villa. And I would, I would laugh long and hard if Aston Villa become very successful under this new management regime and when Liverpool come to uh, replace Klopp they turn to a former club legend a trophy winner the brains behind Aston Villa's renaissance and give Gary McAllister the managerial <laughs> job and tell Steven Gerrard to go bollocks himself that would be absolutely perfect but um, yeah there's there's a lot of presumption around Gerrard going to Liverpool I think any other club you'd probably think you know, he's overreaching, he's he's giving his reputation too much. But then you remember all that boot room bollocks at Liverpool. And of course, they're just going to give it to him, aren't they? They so love all that, don't they? He just needs to sort of tick up, keep ticking over in jobs and then eventually somebody will just go, uh, go on. Even at Villa, the chief exec at Villa used to be an executive at Liverpool. Perslow. Perslow. So they, and they were great mates. They were like that. So it's all kind of, it all... It's all there, isn't it? The foundations and, are there, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. It gives me the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Let's quickly um, talk about Norwich because they wanted Frank Lampard. He didn't fancy it because it's beneath him. <sighs> Gutted. Uh, but they've ended up with Dean Smith, who will probably do all right for them in the championship. Hey, you never know. He might save them. I, I, think I Dean, don't think he will, will he? I suspect Dean Smith is a far better appointment than Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah that's the irony, isn't it? Yeah. That is which, the irony. But Frank, what does he, what does he, what does he want? Well, what does he, he wants think? a soft yeah. job, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, which he's had two of and yeah. failed in both of them. So he needs another. I, I think he's probably not far off taking the job like in China or somewhere where they'll pay him a fortune and he doesn't have any pressure. I was yeah. thinking... Um, or America. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking MLS because he's got the New York City connection when he played with uh, Jackie Harrison um, under Patrick Vieira. So there's kind of there's that route there. Of, but even then, you'd think, I don't know who's in charge at New York now, but you'd think that if the City Football Group wanted him, they'd have got him by now. Mm. They'd have given him something to do because they've got... I can't remember which club they own in uh, Australia. But it, is, it, is it Melbourne? I think so, but Paddock is Norbert's there. That's Melbourne Knights. I can't remember. Well, it must be Sydney. Oh, I don't know. Apologies <laughs> to anybody in Australia, but it, it's Does, the league I don't understand. No. I'm, uh, um, yeah. So you'd think that they'd have found a job for, for Frankie if he was that desperate, but I don't know. What does he want? I wanted to see him fail is what I wanted. I wanted mm. him to see him turn up at Norwich and be like, these players are rubbish. Mm. The ones at Chelsea were really good <laughs> and I couldn't get anything out of them. These ones are terrible. But it will, it will fail. Yeah, and I suppose that's the the good thing. If you'd failed with Norwich, you'd have had the get-out clause of like, well, Norwich were terrible when I got there and I did everything I could to save them. He's waiting for some kind of real soft job, let's say New York City, if he does go there, and just, you know, within weeks, stadium's on fire, people are leaving, children are crying, everybody's upset. That's what we need is to take him to take on a really, an absolute gift wrap soap of a job and him to just ruin it. Yeah. And then... 
Effa. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, Warnock. Now, we know that Warnock got fired. We dealt with this last week. Just that little detail. I mean, we haven't <laughs> corroborated this or verified it. We just saw it in via a screen grab, but the idea that he wasn't allowed in on the Sunday after he'd been fired to collect his stuff because Chris Wilder was already in there like, arranging his stuff in the office. Well, this is what happened with... Um... Steve Evans, wasn't it? He was on his way in. And uh, was it Rosler that he replaced? I think he was on his yeah, way out. Yeah, was <laughs> And Steve Evans was driving in with his own, with his big special coat that he'd had to bring with him because he couldn't fit into the, the Macron training gear. St- Let's out in your badge on, Steve. But uh, yeah, oh well, it's a shame, Neil. Chris we have Wilder's what? probably like tearing the office apart for any trace of Patrick Bamford that might have been left behind. But I see one fucking bit of Bamford in this room. <laughs> and you fumigate it. Get it out. Anyway, uh, we have heard from um, what's his face, haven't we? From Warnock, Colin. From Colin. Yeah, yeah. Should we? Um, should we play the clip? I mean, it's absolute classic. I think we mentioned this last week that he would say that the only thing lacking in the job was just needed a few more bodies in the transfer market. Lo and behold, though, don't spoil it, Moscow. I couldn't have seen that coming. I needed to buy some more terrible strikers, which is what yeah. he's done in every job he's ever done. We kept them up, and uh, and now we've got a hell of a good squad. They need. They need two or three good players in January. But I'd imagine the lad coming in will get that support. The lad coming in. People behind the scenes will probably be glad I'm not. Although I don't mean Steve Gibson. I am a bit frustrated. Even Steve, he said he felt he'd, uh, he'd, he'd let me down a bit. We just missed out on a few lads. I feel could have really got us up there in the top two or three. That's, uh, that's with the signings I wanted. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And the club are going down a different direction regarding recruitment. And that's, that's fair enough. I, th- I thought we were very close to getting a few to start with. But it was like extracting teeth uh, to get them overboard. It just never happened. And uh, one by one, other clubs signed them. And as we hesitated too much and uh, and we messed out. Messed, messed out. out miss, missed out. Yeah. Even. yeah. Nobody corrected him on the, uh, the audio. Absolute typical. And then he doesn't stop there. There is more. I don't want to labour the point, but it is, you know, hopefully the last we'll hear of him. No, it's not though, is it? One more <sighs> job. Is Sharon urging him, pleading with him not to come home and spend his time pottering around the garden in Cornwall? Well, he did say, uh, you uh, you never say never. I thought this season would be my end, but it's not the end of the season, is it? All in November. So you just never know. I like how he, ex- I just love in that previous bit when we heard the clip before, how he externalises the blame. It's never about him, is it? No. It's always about external well, factors. Again, so this is the other part from the same interview. The fans were amazing. Just look at them today. You have a couple who moan, which you always get. But you look at us today and we had such a small squad with kids on the bench. I mean, it's such a competitive league, but the fans have been great. We've had some good times here. Some frustrating times as well, because I know we should be up there. But that's life. And it all just that that bit about it. Saying how close they are. Have you seen the league table? They are 16 points off. But they just needed to, if they'd got the players he wanted. Just two or three more bodies. He said, that's the crucial thing. And this is, like, to leave aside any jokes, this is the the crucial Warnock bullshit that you always get. We just missed out on a few lads I feel could have really got us up there in the top two or three. That's with the signings I wanted. He always has this mythical team mm. of players that, oh, it, it, was like, it was like pulling teeth trying to get them over somewhere. They all went to other clubs. I'd love to, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to bother, but go through all the championship signings that were made and work out, right, which ones are these, Neil? How many of these were you signing that were going to hit Middlesbrough from, where are they, 16th? Uh, into they are the, somewhere there, yeah. Into the top two. Which which were the ones that you just, oh, a couple more over the line and we would really... They're the players I wanted, but other people at the club 
Ah, they just wouldn't. They just wouldn't do it. And Steve, let, he admitted he let me down. They are, four, they are 14th. They've got 22 points. They would have needed to earn an additional 16 points to be in the top two. There were just those two or three lads that we wanted in. We'd, we'd identified Clint Hill's, them. Re- Clint Hill's retired, Neil. The deals were there oh. to be done. Adult are apt. He was, uh, he, was, he was begging to come here. Oh, he just, he just couldn't do it. Oh, dear me. Is he still playing Adult are apt? I have no idea. Well, let's um, move on to Steve Morrison now. Uh, the man that Neil Warnock, he once predicted he would be a, a Leeds legend. He's the, the player's choice at Cardiff. Dangerous ground Cardiff are on here. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this because um, today as we record on Tuesday, my mate Patrick, it's his, it's his son's birthday. He's 18 today. Becomes an adult today, so happy birthday, Henry. And it occurred to me, so that's what, do the maths on it, it was born in 2003. Is that correct? So your first proper formative memories of watching Leeds is Steve Morrison, mm. basically. That's your earliest memory of Leeds United. I grew yeah. up on the diet of, of Strachan. Mike Whitlow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, McAllister. Mike Steve Morris. Somebody should be up, up in the Hague for that. I don't know who, who's responsible. Neil Warnock for, yeah. is responsible for it. Mm. That's exactly, that's, we know who it is. Or Steve. I mean, I'm happy to throw them both in. Yeah. I'm happy to not do the bother with the trial, we, to be honest. We had to get Luciano out of the dressing room, though. I mean, I know he scored uh, 30 goals. <laughs> but anyway, good. um, yeah, are you, uh, are, you, are you a fan of Steve Morrison? Which, as we mentioned before, we're going to no. do over on the extra ball. It's, he's actually kicking it off. He's provoked this. Mm. Give us a reason to talk about him. Well, Leeds United bastards. And he's one, isn't he? Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, it's hard when existing players talk up the manager who has come in because they always do that, don't they? You never, you never get a caretaker manager comes in and a, a player comes out and goes, training's absolute shambles. Like, you don't know what he's doing. Although they do all seem to be retrospectively turning on Mick McCarthy faster mm. than um, and with more power behind their words than than you normally get. They they are, there's a whole, every midfielder at the club seems to have come out and said, right now, finally, we're allowed to touch the ball. And uh, Will Vaux, who obviously is just uh, um, the Welsh Perlo in waiting, is just, Mick McCarthy's been holding him back, saying it's been annoying him that people complain about them not being able to pass People say we need someone in there who can pass the ball. We can all pass the ball if that's required, but we do what the manager asks. And if that's to win the fight, then you do that. So they're all um, they're all uh, quite glad that Mick McCarthy's gone so the midfielders will have something to do. And th- this is the big reason why they've taken Steve Morrison and put him in Morrow. charge. Well, I mean, that's that's the other part. But yeah, it's the um, the change in playing style because the results haven't been good. I think they, it's unless they've played since we last discussed him, it's... They lost, lost one, drawn one, on the won bounce, one. They, they yeah. beat Huddersfield. Well, everyone beats Huddersfield. But with uh, with Morrison in charge. Right. And they passed the ball around them. So if they can pass around the Carlos Corbin team, don't know what that says. But yeah, the big risk um, for me is when uh, Keith Fee for, 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 for Moore <laughs> says, yes. uh, oh, I've loved working under him. Morrow's been great. Mm, that's your boss. You're going to be still calling him Morrow. And if he's gone around the, the dressing room going, he's like, he's the nice guy. Now Mick McCarthy's gone, and I don't think Stephen Morrison's a particularly nice guy. But you, everybody, call me Morrow, and then it's going to. It's, it's like well, it's like a teacher coming in and saying, you know, you don't you don't need to call me Mister Smith. Mm. You can just call me Gavin. And there's going to come a point where results turn. Trying to pass the ball, um, silky skilled in the championship with Cardiff midfield starts to backfire on them, and Morrison's going to want to put a bit of authority on it. He's only got the job to the end of the season as it is, and he can't switch to. You're going to have to all start calling me Gaffer because it will just be shut up, Morrow. And also, I think passing the ball in midfield, shut up, Morrow. Well, could you maybe could we get the ball? Out? Shut up, Morrow. I need you in for early for training tomorrow. Shut up, Morrow. 
So I don't as, think it's as the work. as the world's biggest Becchio fan, you can tell he's projecting just a tiny, tiny bit here, can't you? They will turn on him. It, this is it's all fun and morrow when they've won one game <laughs> fun in three. And morrow, that famous phrase. But when they're uh, when they've lost six on the bounce and it's morrow every day, going, oh, just pass it, pass it more. I've let you pass it. What more do you want to do? Short morrow. Hey, January transfer window's not far off now. We can get excited about that. I hate the transfer. Well, that's windows. when we lost Becchio. So don't. Oh dear. Bring Sorry. it up. But we're being linked with footballers. It's always the same footballers. Although John Swift at Reading, we have, you know, sort of learned that Bielsa's a bit of a fan, so you never know. That might get donkeys out of contract in the summer and he's tearing up the EFL, if that thing's still going. He's I doing mean, well, isn't he? Um, he should be fairly cheap. Reading need the money, don't they? Didn't they? Oh, got, hell yeah. This, they're like 200% wages to turnover, weren't they, at one point? Yeah. So. And they did the, um, it seems to have gone under the radar, but they did the old uh, buy the stadium for whatever you feel like. Dodge, mm. which I don't know if they're gonna, if that's gonna derby Kate them at any point. Should we uh, laugh at Derby because they've just been given another nine points today? They've they've accepted that, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> what does that put them on now? Uh, they're on minus three. Uh, minus they, they've they've accrued, I think, um, a lot of points, uh, quite a lot of points relative. I'll, I'll have a look. Let me tell you exactly. But they are eighteen points adrift. Well, that's a, that is a shame. It but, is. Um, um, they are bottom. It won't surprise you to learn they are bottom of the um, of the EFL. Championship division, which is the one below the Premier League, mm-hmm. they're on minus three points, eighteen points adrift. Let me just uh, scroll across to it. There we go. Moscow. In the meantime, I think you should make some uh, literary references to John Swift. John Swift. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Derby are bottom on minus three. Then Barnsley have got eleven points. Hull have got twelve. Peterborough have got fifteen. I'm so. not interested. Stupid division. <laughs> All I know is Derby are bottom of it. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean there is a genuine serious point here. Like, so they they always blather on about you know rent free on strings. Why are you asked? And the reason why we're asked is because when they beat us in the playoff semi-final, this was all the stuff that was going on and they're now paying the price for all the stuff that they did back then, putting together that side. That Cheating. Beat us. Yeah, they cheated. They yeah. did cheat. Yeah, you can have Frank Lampard and Ashley Cole and all those Chelsea loanies, but you've got to pay for them. Yeah. And they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And now they're here with the consequences. And there are only so many professional football clubs in this country, it's not like it's difficult to keep track of what's happening at Derby and laugh at them. So it's, you know, it's pretty easy. It's not like they are inside my head the whole time. I just have to look at... They're in the, the news. Internet They're in the news. And the news. Yeah. And the news will say, Derby are a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need. I don't, you know, it's it's there for me. Which, when you, when you like, counterpoint it to the gloating that they did on the pitch mm. at Allen Road, which they were fully entitled to do, given everything, the build-up to it all, the, the things we were singing... Fine. Take a shit on the dressing room floor if you need to. But this is the payback. Well, I mean, on the theme I was about to come to, I just have to turn on the television and I can see their manager having somebody fighting in his face. Mm. It's easy. It's all there. It's the the joy, the fun is just a click away um, at any moment. And um, yeah, funny. Is uh, is Waza going to stay there? Is he going to get some help in? I'd quite like him to build a little team of like the aging golden generation failures around him and they can all take that maybe Skulls goes in as well mm. helps him out whatever chooses toenails that kind of jazz I've got a, I've got a weird sort of respect for Rooney sticking there because he clearly doesn't need the money does he but he is kind of, I mean maybe it's his um, but the thing is as well he's been told to keep himself busy yeah, maybe but... by maybe by someone at home <laughs> <laughs> you are not you are not going to just have the afternoon to yourself Wayne you will stick with this yeah. no I mean the, the other side of it is that it is a softball for him as well, isn't it? Because he can't fail because the whole thing's knackered. Mm. So it's a good way to cut your managerial teeth and not be judged against anything other than a spectacular boardroom no, failure. I don't think anyone's giving Rooney another job after you don't this. Think? No. 
Oh, somebody will. Football's stupid. Look at Mark Hughes. He came to mind, you know, when you were talking earlier on about... He's off-field stuff, though, with Rooney. Right. The fact he looks about 60 as well, I think, would put people off. They'd be like, what, you think he... the off-field well, stuff he's... will make people give a shit when people kept employing, you know, some of the, the miscreants from uh, years could, gone by? Maybe if you get the Wales job. Maybe. When that the, one comes there will up. always be enough uh, stupid people out there, but he's the same age as James Milner, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a surprisingly young man. So really... when, when you've got the, um, the options... You can either give a job to, and it'll be the same money. So you can give a job to Wayne Rooney or James Milner. Which one? <laughs> it's not difficult, is it? But people employ and continue to employ Steve Evans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of, I would quite like Wayne Rooney to continue in managerial employment to the extent that he becomes kind of a, a Steve Evans figure where he keeps turning up at like League Two jobs and is horrible. And then people go, but, you know, he played for England. But did he? Wayne Rooney? He's, yeah, um, yeah, he played for England. He was, he was at a World Cup and everything. Just turned 36 as Wayne Rooney. His birthday was 24th of October. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he could still be playing. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's 36. Mil- let's not bring him into this. Milner, as a, <laughs> as a great example of, uh, of humanity and health. Yeah. God, what was Gordon Strachan doing at 36? Being a good Premier League footballer is what he was doing. Anyway, um, Ryan Kent just as another extension of the Aston Villa chat, uh, being linked to them. Imagine that. It's creative, isn't it? Yeah. Just gone straight away. Have they, uh... Our Villa want him now. Um, and we've been linked to Ross Barkley as well from Chelsea. Could you imagine that would work, Ross I mean, Barkley? He's, he's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. I'd probably take him, to be fair. I'd, 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 I was quite happy with him the first well, time well, around. You, well, Danny Mills disagrees. Well, I know. I know he does. Um, because he said that his time with Neil Warnock at Leeds, which was, what, 10 years ago nearly? Mm-hmm. It's going to put him off, isn't it? He's never going to want to come back. I, d- I can't remember who, even which washed-up ex-pro it was giving an opinion on the same website as Danny Mills gives opinions on, but they were saying, re- really insightful, saying um, a lot of top clubs are going to be watching Rafinha. Mm, it's good, that. I like this um, Mills idea here, though, that, you know, you can say, look, Marcelo Bielsa's there now. No, no, it's it's Warnock in a mask. Don't take me back. I know what you're trying to do. No, honestly, it's Marcelo Bielsa. Warnock hasn't been there for a decade. No! It's Rafinha. You've been playing with Rafinha. No, it'll be Danny Pugh. I'll get there and it'll be Danny Pugh. I don't even know if they played together, but he was always there, wasn't he, Pugh? Uh, well done to the 23s. Beat Mansfield in the Premier League Cup. Um, we played uh, basically a bunch of uh, fetuses, didn't we, in that? It's about bloody time they won a game. Is that right? Yeah, they've Call been losing out. games for ages. It's, I suppose they are. They lost 6 through 2. That's not good enough, is it? Yeah, part, part of the issue with the under-23s is that we've promoted loads of them now. And, so we and can't actually, play them. they're too good, aren't they? Mm. So like, we were doing really well when we had Somerville and Gellhart. And... Jackson has all the 15-year-olds he wants at his, uh, <laughs> at his disposal playing seven years above their age grade. I don't see what he's got to complain about. If you like, can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, we'll get Lampard in, play the kids. <laughs> get Rob Bowman in, that's what I say. Someone else of that, of that vintage. But um... I mean, like Archie Gray genuinely is, what, six or seven years younger than the 23s. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Which is insane. Max Dean always looks good mm. as well in these games. He's got a right... I feel like twatter with his left foot, didn't he? Yeah, I feel like if we played more than one up front and didn't have also have Joe Gellhart and Greenwood there, people would be like, oh, get, get Max Dean on the bench. But he's an uh, interesting uh, things going on in, in midfield as well because that's the other kind of hot gap in the first team. But obviously we know about Bate, uh, but Jack Jenkins captained them last night and was looking pretty good and he's been looking, he was a bit hmm, last season, but uh, has been looking pretty good this season. And I like, I still like McGurk's hair. It's incredibly ginger. Is he, the, is he the most ginger player we've had since Gordon Strachan? Mm. Hopkin. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, Hayden, Hayden Fox as well, actually. He was yeah. very ginger, but I'd try to forget him. 
Popkin brought the uh, the ginger face with him as well. Oh, no, the their scream van's back. Uh, does, it, does that come through on the record? I've never been sure. Yeah, it does. I think it sells pies or sandwiches or something. Okay. Uh, you, you might get, because we record at the same time on a Tuesday <laughs> every week, out. you might get treated to you, the ice uh, cream van. Do you want anything? <laughs> bring me back uh, some sort of coffee. Oh, that'd be nice. Thanks, Moscow. Uh, it's worth mentioning, like, the um, the 23's plate is, is not pretending to go off now, is Moscow. Some stairs there, I didn't realise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he not gone down in the lift? <laughs> uh, the 23's played against, um, against the scum, didn't they? Uh, Lee Sports Village and they had like a £20 million footballer in their side 90, Ahmad Diallo who they signed from Atalanta Glazes out they've yeah. not invested in this team If you, they've only got spent £20 million on a striker to play for their reserves and well done, well done to the women as well who've won in two cup rounds we mentioned I think some weeks ago they were due to play they were forced to go to Hartlepool in the FA Cup having beaten someone else from uh, from a crap northeast town and um, in the uh, they've got a trip to Anik coming up as well. They just love going up to the North East. Well, the next round of the FA Cup as well, they've been drawn away to Norton and Stockton Ancients, so they're back there again. They just can't resist the North East. Why don't they just bloody move there? Going back to Victorian railway times, it sounds what, like, doesn't what's it? What's the name of that team? Norton and Stockton Ancients. Mm-hmm. The Norton is an interchange on the uh, on the A19, I think. <laughs> Very sure. It's also, it's a town where well, uh, my dad was born and oh, yeah. grew up, so well, I mean, let's, I let's to, be nice about Norton. Well, that's my, the extent of my knowledge. There is a green there. When I used to do the... Uh, it's got the, quite a nice... The traffic reports, that's all. The, um, well, it sounds like you knew now about it. Yeah, yeah, it's got a fucking interchange. What more do I need to know? Telling the good people of the North East absolute nonsense about Norton. Oh, you can go there and get a plane home. Um, there's, a, there's a crash at the Norton Interchange. Don't drive there. Go a different way. That's a, valuable information. More than your fucking green chat. There's a pond at the green, and there's quite an, uh, a nice um, high street now. It's Do a they bit, still bit posh. Test the witches in there by ducking them on a stool, or that, that was. I don't think they ever did that at Norton. It's a civilized place. And the Papa John's dream died. We did. I don't think we mentioned this last week because we lost at Salford in an outrageous game, five three. It was the twenty ones, wasn't it? But um, there were some outrageous goals in there as well. Was that from, when Bates uh, scored? Was it Bate? The, yeah, he ran the goal, yeah. He ran the, well, he, I mean, he sort of ran the length of the pitch, not past anyone, admittedly. Yeah, well, he just he just could, ran in a big straight line. Could you run the length of a pitch like that? <laughs> no. I mean, he's, he's surprisingly <laughs> quick, actually, because people, when people talk about Bate, they always talk about his, uh, where he can control the play and the way he'll find little pockets of space and stuff like that and his passing range. But was a midfielder. Fairly quick as well. But then people never, he just bezzed away from him, didn't he? It was yeah. quite nice. The um, I think it was Greenwood's goal was good as well because it was a throw-in that uh, Joffy let go over his head and kind of span and totally bamboozled whatever like 47-year-old defender was playing for Salford <laughs> and um, ran away from him and crossed it to where uh, it was either Greenwood or uh, Max Jimmy Dean. I think it was the Greenwood goal. It was a long time ago. And then Salford scored five, so absolute bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we need to, I suppose Papa John's have... Um, changed hands but the former owner Papa John himself the founder has gone he's a maniac yeah I was going to say he was uh, he? He's, he's found himself in the news for bad things yeah he's been a bit um, of a character he's been ousted and uh, written out of history that he's not happy about and he claims that I think he said in the last year he's he's tasted 800 um, Papa John's pizzas and found them to be uh, much worse than when he was in charge that's at least two a day well exactly there's a lot of pizza yeah but right. um, I well, believe so what, him so what's he done no, I think we should just end this section okay. here. It's, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, if you're going on pizza people who've done things wrong, Dr. Oak came out and apologised for, apologised for having links with the Nazis at one stage. Mm. So just tell me, is it better or worse than that? Well, well I more, mean, Google is your friend. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll It's more current. <laughs> okay. But he's long gone. Papa John's have got rid of him, so 
who were the reason to not enjoy their pizzas now is that we never win in that competition. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So this show is brought to you with The Athletic. Uh, you can get our discount if you want to sign up. It's a 50% discount on the uh, the annual sub at uh, theathletic.com forward slash the square ball. There is a thing on there this week breaking down how ace Steve Morrison is, which is good. Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, let's let, no, it might not say how ace he is. It's a breakdown of his approach. I so. assume it's as a manager rather than as a footballer. I think so. Yes, yeah. safe to say. I, I see, I've seen enough evidence of him as a footballer to know that he was bad in many ways. But you can have a look at that, even from a, a goalkeeping perspective. It's not Phil Hay who's done it, by the way. It's, it's done with fancy animations and it looks quite pretty. Maybe the twist is he comes back as manager mm. and makes us great. Yeah, it'd be a hell, one hell of a Phoenix from the Flames story. Would that one it in years to come? But if you do want to catch up with Phil's stuff, he is on there with all his brilliant writing and he's on the Phil Hay show later in the week where we will um, be talking to Hayden Evans um, about Gary Speed as well. He was Gary Speed's agent, of course, and we're coming around for like the 10th anniversary of the pattern of Gary Speed. And we'll find out as well because he's um, agent of both Jamie Shack and Charlie Creswell. So we'll find out what's going on with those lot as well. That should be good fun. So check that out um, in your podcast feed later in the week. In the meantime, you can sign up via theathletic.com forward slash the square ball. Previewing Spurs for you now then in part two of the show. Uh, we're on the telly. That's exciting, isn't it? How are we going to get on against Spurs? It's a proper telly game as well, isn't it? Do you think the um, do you think the international break has been disruptive for our little little spell of growing momentum? Nah, I don't know. I was quite encouraged to see Calvin being allowed to stroll around a pitch for a bit. I thought, well, it keeps him sharpish while having a bit of a rest because mm. like that San Marino half must have been it must be the easiest forty five minutes of exercise he has done in a very long time. It's basically like a warm down on a treadmill it was was just strolling about that pitch. So Rafinha is probably the bigger worry. His uh, he had a normal one against Colombia. There was nothing really in the game that made you think he's immediately going to be cherry picked for the Champions League, um, which is good. Like the more kind of just five dribbles attempted, two successful games he can have. I'm happy with that. Obviously, this is before he scores a hat trick against Argentina and kind of elbows Messi in the face or whatever he's going to do. 
But the one bit that I didn't like was the Colombian fullback who used to play with Sammy Saiz, whose name now escapes me, that he made look a fool last time he played Colombia. Ah, yeah. Um, did quite a nasty, after the ball had gone, stamp on his Achilles in the first half to try and uh, sort him out and got a yellow card for it. And I, I don't like that. I don't think that's not, I'm happy with it's not Calvin. In the, it's not in the Corinthian spirit, is it? Well, it's fine if it's anybody else's player. And like, I'm happy with Calvin just strolling around the pitch against San Marino or whoever and nobody going near him. But don't hurt Rafinha. That's not good. No. Um, I mean, the Argentina game is the one that he's probably saving himself for because it's kind of a... It's the showpiece, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the big grudge match, isn't it, for Brazil? So he's probably been just storing up all his megs for this one. And then he's going to be uh, at Real Madrid by the end of the week. Ah, that's a shame. Well, if he could stay around and, and play at White Hart Lane first or wherever it is that they play these days, the glorified White Hart Lane, that'd be good. Are we going to win this? We're going to win it, aren't we? Bloody hell, I just realised. We're going to go to Spurs and we're going to win. I mean, they've got a proper manager now. Yeah. Not that not that you know, Spirito Santo wasn't, but they didn't want him, did they? Whereas you get, you get the feeling they probably want to keep this one. Mm. So that might help. But on the plus side, he's not had a huge amount of time to spend with a lot of these players. So and That's the big advantage of the... Um... Well, the big story of the international break is that Conte's had no time to tell Harry Kane to stop looking like such a smacked ass and get in the box and score. I know he's done it. You know, he scored four against San Marino and that's the big confidence boost he wants or whatever. But um, all he was doing against Everton was just exactly what he was doing for Nuno. So, I mean, the important thing for me in this one is do we play in blue or lilac? Mm, that's a good question. It'd be blue, won't it, surely? Maybe. Are we going to see like a mashup of shorts and maybe even socks though? Because they've got blue shorts and socks. And this stuff is important to me. The women played in a white shirt with blue shorts, didn't they? Uh, the other day. So that was... That was, oh, that was very jarring as well, the game against Hartlepool. Because Hartlepool were in blue and white stripes, white shorts and blue socks. We were in white, blue, white. I quite liked it. I quite like that thrown together aspect. Of it's it. a bit like when Leeds played Celtic in the 70s. You know, like you would never in a million years get Leeds playing in white against Celtic in, in white and green. These days, it would have to be some sort of change, wouldn't it? But um, back then, didn't give a shit, did they? We put on red socks or whatever. Just, just we'll pick something up on the way to the ground. It's fine. It's like, in the old days, Leeds players used to turn out with different badges on the kit and stuff, didn't they? Mm. It was, uh, it was very made, make it up as you go along in those days. Isn't the story that when Celtic came to Elland Road, we made them wear orange socks? Mm. Engineered that's, a, that's a clash. That's interesting. And uh, gave them socks that they would not like. Yes, a little bit of. Uh, Tinkering hijinks, if you like. Yeah. Mm. Can we get Spurs to play in orange socks? Well, they're at home, so they probably got, I mean, they've got all the kit they need. They get priority on the kit, so they get dibs. Also, they've got plenty of it around. They'll have, you know. Got the shop, can't they, if they run out? Mm. Yeah. Uh, they've got everything there at that ground. My plan's been scuppered. They've got a brewery. They've got, they didn't get the cheese room, did they? But um, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, to Leeds fans enjoying the facilities. There. Have you seen their, like, their press room? I got sucked into a world of Spurs Stadium. You know, when the NFL was on down there, and mm. I ended up like going down a Wikipedia wormhole. So the press thing there doubles up as a cafe through the week. So That's the nice. Press go into it like it's like a little underground cafe thing. Press go into it, do the tippy tapping on the laptops or whatever it is. Phil Hay does. That's what he seems to do. I bet the Wi-Fi works and everything in there. It's got no. it's got absolutely everything in that stadium. Mm, Wi-Fi. <laughs> never I mean, catch on. Yeah, from what we're here, uh, the facilities at Ellen Road they're not quite not quite at that level yet. But um, you know, we didn't pay a billion pounds for our stadium, did we? I watched. Um, the old gridiron was on like last night the 49ers were there at Levi's Stadium as well and one of the f- first things I thought was they've got Wi-Fi because <laughs> it is it's one of the most Wi-Fi'd stadiums in NFL isn't it oh you don't need that who but needs Wi-Fi we're, we're going to bloody well get it that's no. what we're going to get go back to this anyway um, of course we, we should by rights lose this because they're Spurs and they've got you know good players and that good manager 
but I think we've just got a little sniff here. Something. I mean, getting Conte at this stage, it's kind of it, the only thing you'll have going for him without the time to really tactically. I suppose it depends when um, the England players and the other internationals come back for them. It's Tuesday at the moment. All the games are done. There's still a few straggly matches left to go, but he's going to have uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to what's he going to do. He strikes me as kind of, um, you know, Bielsa is El Loco, the crazy one, and um, used to like threaten people with grenades and shout at people all the time and used to get sent off. It's it's weird to watch him now being so calm on the touchline, just kind of very zen on his bucket, zipping his uh, coffee and contrasting it with when he used to get sent off for descent in the Copa Libertadores. This is the clip I shared a couple of years ago of him in a in a wooden shed refusing to move as the referee orders him off and he just stands there gesticulating at the referee and somebody uh, kindly translated what um, Bielsa was shouting at this referee and it was something about the referee's mother and her uh, uh, method of employment and just refusing to go And it, but then at some point Bielsa had like the clarity or the self-growth or the, the moment we know he's been to monasteries and you know retreats and taken steps back from the game and re- restored himself and done a lot of kind of uh, personal growth to turn him into the calm person he is today Conte I don't think has done that I don't think he's ever going to do it. He's just, he's like Bielsa's unbridled madness. Everything that he's kind of contained and learned to manage is just there on the surface with Conte. So what you want with him is the point where, what he did at Chelsea, where he starts just vindictively picking on every single good player one by one until they all just turn on him. But I think at this point, he'll still be kind of three days of kind of freshness where he's like, you know, Harry Kane turning to one of his other exciting teammates and saying, isn't this exciting and new? I, I like him. The training's been different to, to the old guy, hasn't it? So they'll be that excited about it instead of probably the end of next season where Harry Kane will be saying, uh, I should have gone to Manchester City. I, I don't like the training very much. I'm, I'm not enjoying it. So that's the only thing is they might be in a good mood. They played a 3-4-2-1 against Everton. Uh, it's just tactical stuff again. It didn't matter. Harry Kane just pissed off wherever he wanted anyway. He's not ready to listen. Oh, I, I think I can, I'll do better. So that's maybe the first... Uh, so you're saying Harry Kane's clash. finished and definitely won't score? Yeah. And not inspired? No, he's got all the goals under his, out of his system against Nomar teams. Good. Over the international break and he'll have nothing left for us. And Liam Cooper will be on a cloud of World Cup uh, playoff making mm-hmm. and getting an assist. It's all we'll have to do with Liam Cooper. Much as... Spurs will have a big job trying to convince Harry Kane to go into our box. We'll have a big job trying to convince Liam Cooper not to go into their box, running from deep all mm. the time, dribbling from the, the back. Leave that to Diego. Obviously, Rodrigo. Did we even mention Rodrigo? In the yeah. Child? So Spain have uh, qualified and he's played in both matches, came on as a substitute and done well. So he should be in a good mood. We might even have Bamford back. Mm. That'd be a dilemma, wouldn't it? Yeah. What do we do? And he can put Harry Kane in his box. So it's Bamford hat trick. Harry Kane scores minus three. Right, that's the uh, the lunatics version of it, Michael. <laughs> take a point. I take it. Yeah, a, a draw would be fine, wouldn't it? I mean, if it clicks for us, like we saw last year when we played them at Ellen Road, if it clicks for us and you can catch them on an off day, like they weren't a particularly happy outfit, were they, last year when we got them at Ellen Road? And we, no. beat, we well, beat them. When they beat us there, it was fairly early in the season. I don't think Mourinho had quite poisoned everything, had he, by that stage. He was, he was in the process of doing it, I think. But normally by, by the end of the season, yeah, it was... Um, Everyone was fed up. Did, was it old? Um, was it Mason in charge when we yeah. beat them? I it was mean, that child. Yeah, 
I mean, that barely counts, does it? That was unfair, I think, to put him in charge because he, he looks like a... He does look far too young to be a football manager and has no authority, whereas Conte is like a... He's a shouting, grown-up man, which makes me feel like he's probably going to do a better job. With great hair. Mm. Very good hair transplant as, as, as Conte. Ryan Mason was like what we were saying about Steve Morrison on the other episode, going to Cardiff, whether we're calling him Morrow. He's not thinking... Harry Kane didn't start calling Ryan Mason boss, did he? He was always Ryan. Whereas if he tries calling Conti Tony, not going to work with that. So, um, yeah, I think we got them at a good time last year when it came to Elland Road, but we'll be okay. We can't go any further without telling you that Levi Solicitors bring you this podcast. So we're grateful for their support. And if you need some solicitory action, I think that's what it's called, isn't mm-hmm. it? When you need a solicitor, solicitory action. That's what you're training. Yes. Yeah then please do give them a shout and claim your 10% discount via us, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Just looking at the various services, personal dispute resolution, wills and probate, you need to make a will, don't you? It's very important if you have a commercial property dispute. For example, if you think your neighbour has massively overvalued their stadium Mm. and then sold it to someone else, you could seek some sort of of compensation for that maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Or Or, Or just see them punished. Yeah, I'll just write a write a letter. I don't believe I have the um, the authority to punish anyone. In fairness, but uh, it's it's good to get good to get these things valued properly. Absolutely, and if that applies to you, or perhaps you should probably just make a will because it's dead important if you own a house. Do that as soon as you can, and write about your stadium. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to claim your ten percent discount. Let's pick our heroes and villains now. Then first, the Ken Bates villain of the week awards. Go for it. Who have we got? FIFA. And whoever they took the money from for Qatar, well, they took money from Qatar. The sponsors is what they did. They took the money. They took the money from Qatar, and now Qatar have got a World Cup, and everything has to move around it, and it it shouldn't. We should just not bother with it. And a lot of people died. That true. While putting it on, yeah, which isn't you don't have well, to that do it that well, way. Well, that should have been part of the you know the bidding process is that FIFA should ask, is anyone going to mm. have to die if we have a tournament there? And when they said yes, probably thousands of people, they should have gone, oh well. Well, they still the bid. They reckon they can build the stadiums without killing anybody. In fact, so. some some of them have already got stadiums built. Would you believe it would be it would be in some ways a lot more efficient to just have it in place with stadiums there. Mm. So, and 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 how do you feel about the old uh, homosexuality? Is that still uh, still still illegal? Is it right? We'll let you put a flag up. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. So, oh, that that kind of balances out all the dead workers, doesn't it? <laughs> Fixes everything. That mm. put up what a flag. Mess. Good. Anyway, I'm sure we'll be. Watching it with interest this time next year. Well, watch it with interest, but also with disgust. Steve Morrison needs a nomination. Speaking of watching with interest and also disgust. Yeah, because he's been he's been cast back into our consciousness, hasn't it? I mean, to the extent that we're doing an episode about him over on the extra ball. So, you know, we've been sucked into the uh, the hype machine, the Morrison hype machine. I've not watched it yet, but I will ahead of the, the more comprehensive slagging off of Steve Morrison. But he's done a, a TIFO football podcast where he's trying to reinvent himself, it seems to me, as rather than being like a a thick Millwall striker. He's trying to invent himself as a student of the game now, mm. I think. He's grown his hair again because he's. I think the skinhead look was a bit too... That was a bit too South London. So he's got rid of that and he's trying to be like, oh yeah. It's all about the mentality of the game and stuff. So we'll... Um, I imagine it's all just stuff he's repeating. Is this like when Madonna always does like a, a reinvention of herself? <laughs> uh, I've not seen him in a, a conical bra okay. yet. But maybe it's are to you, come. Are you prepared to? I'd rather see him in a conical bra than a lead shirt. Fair enough. I watched about three minutes of that um, TIFO thing with him and most of those three minutes were taken up with the two TIFO fellows asking him this like really complicated um, multifaceted 
question whether we're kind of building on each other's points going on. Maybe as you answer that question, maybe you could include uh, some comments by this and all this and also uh, align the strat like include this and then it cuts to Morris and it's gone out. Uh, yeah, the I mean, the boss used to, uh, like we do a lot of work in training. Don't know, what about. Don't know what the rest of the hour's like, but. An hour from Steve Morrison. I think it's about an hour and a half. It's mm, absolutely it ridiculous. And of all the people, I don't know how that even comes about. Like, if you're going to sit down and have a tactical chat with somebody for an hour and a half, who, who, who should we talk to? Hasn't Steve Morrison's agent been in touch with us before to ask if we want him as a guest on the podcast? That might be the case, yeah. Yes, I don't think they've, um, they've not listened they've really to paid it. attention to <laughs> what we've been saying about their clients. Shall we... It's like, eh... Uh, should we maybe give him a go mm. now? After we've after we release the LUFC Bastards episode? Well, it does have a... There is that concept of a right to reply, isn't there? But yeah. um, I think maybe that episode will be more of a reply. Our right to reply to him stinking up our football club for five years or however long he was here. He never had a problem with self-confidence, did he? In fairness, Morrison. He never he never saw fit to apologise for the fact he scored, like, no goals for us. Well, I, I mean, well, that's a lie. <laughs> I got one that season. To quote him. Well, no, that was his, uh, I mean, I'm preempting everything that's going to be on the depth of the ball, but when he uh, he finally scored a goal for us and uh, the interview uh, said, oh, does it, you know, it must feel good to score a goal. Uh, you haven't scored for two seasons. Went, well, that's a lie. And he meant because he'd scored on loan at Millwall and the interview was like, okay, we haven't scored at Leeds for two seasons. And that's just, that was him all over, as if a goal he'd scored at Millwall negated the fact that he hadn't scored for Leeds for however long. And it was just, that was him. What well, I have scored, actually. So, like, well, what good did that do us? <laughs> Moscow, just for the purposes of the person listening, uh, rather than the video version, Moscow's just thrown something across the room. What Still, was it? I'd gone to my little, uh, do you no, want me to, to retrieve thing. that for you? It's fine, I'll get it back off. <laughs> Okay. I'll only throw it again. <laughs> Just, oh, poor Luciano. Um, Albania and San Marino on the sheet as well for getting Harry Kane all happy and confident and scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, he's looked pretty useless this season, hasn't he? But playing against a, like a car salesman or whatever has I mean, done him some good. There moment, I know he did that little goal where he did his dancing feet through their defence, but even still, he, he looks dead mobile, doesn't he? And, all, that... and also, that's like when I'm playing football with the kids in the garden, you know. They, they always buy those those Cruyff turns and step overs, they're useless. Mm. They're useless. So I say always, they're starting to be a bit, <laughs> they're starting to occasionally tackle me now. What you can do though is you can outmuscle them. I blow, just... I blow for fouls. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You're the weasel, the weasel way. You can just shove them to the ground as well. Yeah, that's that, another, that, another way. That also works. Nobody yeah. hurt him either. He just wanted like a, mm. an ankle knock that will pull him out the weekend. Although I suppose, I mean, Lucas Mora might be better. So uh, that's the problem with Spurs, have good players to replace their good players but yeah it would have been helpful if they could have just been and it would have given everybody something to talk about as well because there wasn't really anything to say about the San Marino game on the or a lot of um, pundits just drawing an absolute blank whereas Harry Kane limping off would have been a headline and a discussion point and everybody would have been could have dwelt on that for ages instead of Harry Maguire wandering around going, mm. so it's <laughs> what was what was Maguire doing? Nobody knows he was he went fingers then cupping hands cupping I want to hear this. I don't want to hear no. Yeah. And also, it's England fans now. It's Man United fans you're annoyed with. Don't, yeah, don't have a go at... Or, or is it the criticism of him in the press? Is that what he's responding to? Well, I don't think he knows. We had this when um, Bamford celebrated that goal by putting his hands over his ears. And it wasn't it against Reading when it was like a really exciting com- comeback. Or was it Millwall? And everybody was really happy. And then we looked at Bamford and he was doing this. And we're like, you're ruining it. I know pe- people have been horrible about you online and stuff. 
here, just celebrate the goal and that's all fine. And at least in Bamford's case, although I think it was a tapping, but it was like, you know, a competitive championship game that was going on. So you could almost understand Chris Wood as well when he, Chris Wood wasn't too bad because it was a sort of a, quite a bad overhead kick. And I think it was a late match winner. And he was at least... I think it was an equaliser, Chris Wood's one. It was important. Yeah, it was It was like a turning yeah. point in the form. And he at least, it was hand to his ear, which you can interpret as, I want to hear you singing my name now, which is mm. fine. But there's something very ignorant about the old, this business, particularly when, and I think the thing in Bamford's case was he never, ever got any grief in the ground during games, did he? So it was all very strange. And certainly Harry Maguire, there was nobody, England fans, in a game against... Who were playing? Albania. Albania. Well, it was a bunch of kids, wasn't it? Because it was Friday night. There was nothing happening there for him to really respond to. And it's also, it's not an answer to his critics because scoring against Albania mm. in no way makes up for the absolute mess that he's been for his club all season. Yeah, the so. criticism has been that he's not good enough to play for a, a title-challenging Premier League team. But I can do it against Albania. <laughs> now what you're saying, eh? It's like, uh, yeah, maybe well, a move to the League One and you might you might do all right. Is that the point you're making? Um, in what's been quite a quiet week, then, do we want to preemptively nominate? I was going to say, give the, Col- the Colombian bastard who's going to kick Rafinha. No, that's already happened. Oh, sorry, the Argentinian bastard <laughs> who's going to kick Rafinha. <laughs> Can do, yeah. <laughs> Who's who's left back for them now? Is it still um, Heinz or um, Sorin? He was their left back for a while, wasn't he? In the nineties, that'll do. Um, I was going to on Rafinha actually. I was going to nominate the Daily Mirror because they were again linking him with a move to Liverpool. I in, saw uh, in a, January a dreadful fan account photoshop of him in Liverpool's kit. Do you remember when you could be linked with a player and you could just you just had to imagine them playing for your team in your head? Yeah. You didn't have to see a Photoshop picture of them. Mm-hmm. Every single YouTube video does it now. When you, when you Deep fakes. People are being, well, it's, it's not even that. It's just MS Paint generally. Often they don't even look very good, but it's like, oh, look, and here he is. Here's what Dan James would look like in a leash. He's like, yeah, I can kind of imagine. Like, yeah. It's it's fine. I don't need to see I've it. got a Photoshop in my mind that <laughs> lets me do that. I did quite enjoy the one of um, Neil Warnock mocked up as the new scum manager. That was quite good though. <laughs> <laughs> I did miss that. Yeah, so yeah, that. yin and yang and all that. Um, is that everybody in terms of um, villainy nominations? I think so. Quiet week, international week and all that. So who's having it? I mean, FIFA's largesse has resulted in the deaths of lots of people. I mean, <laughs> but Steve Morrison is also Steve, on the list. But Steve Morrison is there. Yeah, Steve Morrison, isn't it? So should we go to Steve? Yeah, congratulations, Steve. Just for uh, entering into our consciousness again, I guess. Um, Forcing us to do a show about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, on to the Gitano Baradi Hero of the Week Award nominations, please. This is much happier, happier stuff to talk about. Oh, Jenny. And Andy Lan. What a lovely pair. Um, I think I think Elan is the one who's actually getting the nomination for saying, hmm. Mon bebe, which and I just meowing love. at him. I listened to it so many times. That no little one seems clip. to be obsessed with the Mon Bebe part. He meows mm, at yeah. the start, <laughs> and that's everybody seems to think, "Oh, that's just normal." But calling him baby, <laughs> it's just a nice, it's just a nice little clip. Where are they going as well? Because from the Mon Bebe clip, it looks like they're getting a lift together, as if he's going, "Ah, come up to my room. We'll have a bit. We'll have a better chat away from these guys." Have they yeah. maybe uh, met up in I don't know in Dubai or something like that? It's in um, Macedonia, I guess. France under twenty ones were. Are playing Macedonia. Oh, okay. So I guess they're in, whether or not they're staying in the same hotel as the Macedonia first team or oh, what. Maybe so, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, you know, he's he's just got on the Instagram and sent him a message saying, hey, Johnny, I'm in town. Come on, baby, you want to hang out? I'll come and give your head a kiss. Sniff your hair. Yeah. Um, I who, mean, you wouldn't turn it down, would you? Who's added the, uh, the details about Johnny's outfit? Because uh, Who do you think? Well, I think it's you, isn't it? <laughs> it is me, of course. Go on, so he's wearing essentially what looks like sort of checked chef's trousers but they're obviously some sort of fancy designer brand go on then how much 
they, I mean, I could only find the exact model on a at a European website, but they're one thousand three hundred eighty euros for, for some trousers, for some joggers. Yeah. They look uh, good on him. The Gucci joggers. All oh, right, okay. It's the Gucci logo. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, I can tell now actually. And he's it. got. Um, I mean, if you look at this, is this is going to be lost slightly on the the podcast? But the um, the there is a, a top that goes with it as well, which is a Let's nice look. Which is a nice look. So I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. It's well. Oh, it's, it's sort of a matching. Yeah. I so bet he's, he's, he'll own that top. I'm sure he will. Yeah. He's got his Gucci t-shirt on as well as as Janny, which is um, a mere four hundred and eighty dollars. The t-shirt's right. not bad. I don't like the. Um... The spikes off the G and the C's. I think if you took them off, it's just like the, the Gucci letter, lettering and the, the colours are quite nice. Like an old uh, retro Italy. Two, a £2,000 leisure wear outfit. <laughs> Whereas Ilan just has been in his, he's wearing the one that's been provided by Nike. free tracks, yeah. which is good. But I like, we saw Ilan's holiday, didn't we? People were pointing out you can like stay there for 60 euros a night or something. Yeah, he went glamping, didn't he? Yeah, which I quite like about him. He strikes me as a, as a laid-back sort of bloke. Speaking of laid-back blokes, Mark Viduka, he can have a nomination. <laughs> well, he was laid-back some of the time and he wasn't getting sent off being a, a psychopath, which he occasionally did. He went from, he, he did have a switch, didn't he, Viduka, where he'd, mm. he'd go from destroying Nikos Davizas to looking like he was um, the calmest man in the world. But yeah, he's in the uh, Sports Australia Hall of Fame. Oh, good. Which is nice. Well deserved. He, Great. he does deserve that. Incredibly good player, Mark Viduka. Well overdue was uh, Rob Conlon has written on our blog that he was eligible for this in 2013. So what the hell has taken eight years? Is Harry Kuehl already in there? I think he may have gone in with the same, as part of the same group with Viduka, which is a bit of unfortunate. I mean, I mean Kuehl's done nothing to deserve that. Jake Burns? No. He's still waiting for his, uh, his shout-out. But also, um, Rob wrote about, there's a couple of goals in the uh, the compilation video. He's the ones against Aston Villa and West Brom that are kind of under the radar, because everyone always shows the four against um, Liverpool and that brilliant volley against uh, Chelsea when he just kind of leans Desai out of the way and he falls to the floor like a dishcloth and then you remember that's Marcel Desai mm. and then he smashes the ball into the, the net from 25 yards the classics the big hits but then just these twinkle-toed little uh, dribbles the one against um, Villa he kind of turns and then you don't know how he's going to put it in the net and he's somehow it's like a reverse hit with the with his toe not quite the outside of his boot but like he swings his leg in the wrong direction and completely wrong foot to everybody. It's a great finish, anyway. He's the man I think of when people say good touch for a big man. Mm. Mark Viduka had. I loved Mark Viduka. Yeah, because he wasn't just a tall man either. He was a he was a big man. He was very bulky, but really, really deft with it as well. That was mm. the thing. He wasn't ungraceful. He was very graceful. And he, he never could, had quite added up, did it? He could pivot so perfectly in a, in a tight space. Like the goals against Liverpool are perfect examples of it, where he's just he's twisting and turning and leaving people on their ass. It's not what you expect from a, a bloke who looks like he's about could bench press a car. It's like one of those uh, spinning tops that has that conical build where it just comes down to a, a point. And also to his credit, I mean, he's got this um, honour now, but after retiring, so you're eligible for it four years after retiring. So 2013, he retired in 2009. Since retiring, as far as we know, I think uh, Mrs. Viduka wanted to open a coffee shop in Croatia. Yes. So they're doing that and is perfectly enjoying his life. Not doing the, um, what, Sherry Murphy's husband is doing rubbing around managing Notts County and oh, Grimsby and all, the, all that kind of stuff like what an absolute which he doesn't need to do he could just go away and you know but he thinks he's better than he is that's well, what that's it is isn't it? it and that's why you've got to uh, respect Mark Viduka for going I'm not sure Mark Viduka could probably be just as bad a manager as Harry Kewell quite easily but he's decided he's a good manager of a coffee shop instead yeah 
Make, he makes a mean latte. Makes a, a mean latte. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a great post playing adjustment. Let's put it this way: out of the two of them, Mark Viduka is going to serve more purpose for me personally than Harry Kewell is. And it's always if you sat the two of them in a room. What are you going to tell me, Harry? How how great you think you are, Mark? Barista machines over there. And it's worth uh, remembering as well while we're putting all the credit in Mark Viduka's column that he couldn't bloody stand Harry Kewell either. Mm. So that's another thing in his favour. Yeah. Credit to him. Okay, we've got the EFL to nominate, are we? For, uh, mm. for I mean, I know they say justice delayed is justice denied. In this case, I don't think it is because it's taken them... It's quite well-timed. Yeah, it's taken them, th- what, three years to sort out Derby's, mm. unpick Derby's mess. The incremental dropping of these deductions is quite funny as well because, I mean, Derby are not... They're not completely adrift, are they? Like, if they, if they were allowed to keep the points they have earned, they wouldn't be in the relegation zone. It's not like they've completely... Mm. You know, they, they would be capable of earning more points. Not been allowed to keep them, though, have they? But they're not. They just no. keep. And every time they sort of get some more, they go, "We'll take those." We're going well. to yeah. have to. We're afraid we're going to have to take those off you. They're not yours. And they go, "Oh, please, can we have them? We've earned them." No. Yeah. So the AFL, they've done. They've done well. Eventually, now Sean Harvey's out of the door. Yeah. They seem a bit more capable of doing the right thing. Although we do reserve the right to completely change our mind on a whim, of course, when they do something silly. That yeah. We don't if, like. if Derby somehow appeal and get some of the points back, then we'll, we'll completely change this. I've. I, it's sort of vaguely related to um, to Derby. Uh, Harry Kane as a hero as well, because he's pretty soon going to take Wayne Rooney's record, which is nice because I, I don't like Wayne Rooney being England's top, no. top ever goal scorer. It's, even it, feels, though, it feels grubby. Even though Kane basically picked himself against San Marino to do a bit of stat padding. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what Ronaldo's built a lot of his reputation yeah. on as well, his absolute flat-track bullying some, some school kids, just was, like whacking in hundreds of goals. Was it... Luxembourg that he played the other week and scored two penalties in the hat trick and then was like, Oh, what a great player. No, pathetic. <laughs> but if he's have some dignity for Christ. Well exactly. But if he can do it, if that's the level that everybody's uh, sinking to, then it's fair enough for Harry Kane to do a bit. And Wayne Rooney will have done the same thing yeah. when he was back when he was playing in the, the distant mist of time when uh, before he uh, he left his peers to carry on playing as adults. <laughs> and he had to he'd already had to drop into midfield because he couldn't run around anymore. Well, just pathetic. Are you older than Rooney or younger? I'm older than Rooney. You are? Mm. Okay. You're in better condition. You are? No, it's a low bar, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is a low bar. Uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think he'd been a professional athlete in in relatively recent times, would you? And the thing is, we've been saying that about him since... Whereas you? For about... I've never been a professional athlete. <laughs> How old was he when he went to America? I was like 32 or something. He shagged out then. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Interesting use of uh, phrase there as well, shagged out. Like a cormorant. You're only as old as the woman you feel, etc. And Wayne has added a few years to himself in that regard, hasn't he? Is that everyone then, by the way? Because they're getting, you know, quite weak and all that. What we're we saying. Should we give it to Jenny and Elan as a pair? That's, mm. That was the feel-good buddy movie we needed, wasn't it? That Even though it was just a little tiny snippet. I wonder if they've got the much social. to talk about, whether they went up to the room and it just involved more hair ruffling and, <laughs> and him whispering little... French phrases into his ear. Like Does Johnny speak French? Like two cats cleaning each other. <laughs> he, he speaks lots of languages. That's what I mean. So I, I think he'll speak Played French. in Switzerland, didn't he? So he and uh, Ilian's English is very good, so I don't, mm. I don't think they have a problem communicating. I'm, just, I'm wondering what they would be. They may just prefer touch rather than speech. <laughs> you see, because you've just put an image in my head now. It started out with Johnny and Ilan licking each other, as, as cats do. But then I've just imagined Johnny licking his own arsehole as cats also do so well it was a nice thing until that point was it yes yeah, I was thinking of George Galloway which is actually <laughs> probably worse than Aliaski licking his own bum but there you go 
Uh, so well done, you two. Nice. We have Jenny back. I know it did make me think that a bit when I, when I saw him. I thought ah, he could he could come. Could we get him back on loan? I mean, he's on a he's on a two year contract out there. And we've had the ice cream van earlier. Now we've got the fire alarm going off. <laughs> it's fine. We're not going to burn. That's he's good. On a, a two year contract out there, and he's twenty nine, so he's halfway through that. Still thirty one when that runs out, and who? Not, hopefully, you know that horrible witch Bielsa might be gone by then and stop holding us back. So there's plenty of opportunity there for Johnny uh, to come back and, and lap away at his other cat friend. Probably the whole team. Great. <laughs> I think we should probably wind it down there, shouldn't we? I've put a terrible image in everyone's head and it's time to go now <laughs> and think about what I've done. Watch something else if you're on YouTube as a little <laughs> palate cleanser. Not, not cat videos, though. It will only make things worse. Okay, well, we'll be back with, well, what? We've got the Spurs match ball straight after that. We'll do Cockney propaganda weekly show next week all the usual stuff and yeah do check out the extra ball with uh, with Steve Morrison the first in our occasional series of Leeds United Bastards not with Steve Morrison about Steve Morrison yeah, we should say very we're not talking, we're not talking to you talking about you yeah there'll be no lapping of arseholes here okay we'll wrap it up there thank you for watching and listening we'll see you in a bit The Square Ball Podcast Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.